the Sports Desk. Good morning and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Uh, and it's almost spooky time. It's Halloween this weekend. Ooh, you know I what is spooky? It is. Uh, <laughs> we are getting ghosts from the past in this studio. Oh, Frankly, one for <laughs> one for you for actually turning up. We thought we'd never see from you <laughs> in the ether of the sports desk um, for the rest of this year. Yeah, taking out my IV drip. I'm feeling good, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> running off to America. Um, but of course, interview our ghosts from the past. Yes, we we have we are rewriting history here, and we've brought in a man who is a Sin Sports Desk alumni. All the way back, he began his journey on the Sports Desk in 2016, the year where the Bulldogs last won their premiership. And he is a massive Fremantle supporter, Liam O'Grady, Thank all you. the way down from Townsville, son. How are you coping with Melbourne? I forgot to bring a jumper. Oh, so you're I'm a, you're absolutely a freezing. You it's are it's a actually been humid weather the last couple of days. No, so. Nothing compared to Townsville, no, my friend. But <laughs> let's be uh, nothing compared to Townsville. It's been 34 and stormy over oh, there. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's just been terrible. Been terrible. Well, they happy should move the World Cup up there, by the way. It's just happy, happy to be back. Happy it's great to, be back. to see you, mate. Thank you. Um, I was actually worried that I would get here and that people wouldn't even know I'd be on. It'd be one of those awkward things. <laughs> it's like I'm invited to a party, but the people that's hosting the party don't know I'm coming. It was close to being that, but I'm glad we've <laughs> we've sounded them out and we know who you are. We know the significance. We are going to talk, obviously, about... Fremantle and your thoughts on 2022. I know the AFL season is still technically going with the AFLW yes, stand last, last round. round this, week, yes. this week's going to be massive and of course we were pioneers on radio we with were, the AFLW yes. the first season back in 2017. Yeah, it's a bit of an asterisk around this week anyways with 10 plus players missing to the year 12 exams. So, oh, so that's weird. It's, yeah. uh, that's something we've never really encountered before <laughs> um, <laughs> being this time of the year. It's, it's interesting. Uh, but I guess we should get into the news and the what's hot off the press this morning. And uh, we'll start off uh, with some not-so-positive news, some uh, dreadful news out of Italy. Uh, And there's been a stabbing, um, which a number of people uh, have been inducted into hospital, uh, including an Arsenal loan centre-back, Pablo Marie. Um, uh, Arsenal put out a statement just before they've been in contact with his manager. Uh, He says he's in hospital. Uh, He's not seriously hurt. Um, So their thoughts are with the... Pablo and his family and the other victim, victims of the horrible assault that's happened. So not not what you want to see and uh, uh, not great for... Uh, I mean, we, we <laughs> these things always just come up and we, we hate to read them out. Um, yeah. But uh, hopefully everyone in that situation is OK. Yeah. Um, on to some other news. Uh, some other news in the World Round Ball game. Uh, of course, less, less than a month out from the FIFA World Cup, the Socceroos have released a video... Uh, calling on Qatar to decriminalise same-sex relationships and establish a migrant resource centre. Uh, as a legacy of the tournament, the video includes statements from 25 soccer players. They speak about how much they have learned over the past three years about human rights in Qatar. And a Football Australia has released a statement saying it hopes assurance of safety for LGBTQI plus people will continue throughout the tournament. What are your thoughts? Did you see the video, Michael? I, I've seen little snippets of it. Uh, I think it's a great stance, though. And, you know, Qatar's record in this certain area is is, is woeful, really. And, it, and it's not up to date with you know, big parts of the Western world. So I'm glad that the Socceroos are taking a stance. I hope other nations that are competing in that World Cup do take a stance as well. Um, Liam, have you seen the video? Yeah, I've seen it as well. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I yeah. thought, yeah, 
um, good for us to take the step forward. Yeah. Um, be pioneers. Um, and I agree with you as well. Their um, history has not been well, been good. No, not over there. Um, and yeah, I think it's time that yeah we do take a stand and know better than to speak up. And Sam, correct me if I'm wrong. There's been times where I think you know Formula One races have also taken stances um, on similar issues with you know events in these parts of the world. Yeah, I think so. so um, that'll be more Saudi Arabia. I yeah, think. yeah, from memory. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of issues around this whole. Uh, World Cup, but are, are you surprised that we're the ones that we re- really kicked off this this conversation this time round? We could be a bit bitter because we probably deserve to host the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to sabotage their their World Cup any any means possible. Criticise it in every way, yeah. shape, and form. Um, oh, that, that yeah. stand looks good. No MCG, but you know. Yeah, um, yeah. and I don't know. I, th- I think there are a few other clubs have done minor stuff like they put a rainbow on on the international jerseys and they're going to be wearing that. Uh, but n- no one else has really come out. But will be interesting uh, to see over the coming weeks. I know Denmark did the whole they've blurred out their sponsor, blurred out their national flag on their jumper okay. in wow. protest. Wow. I okay. Like that. Like Interesting. That. Yeah, I do hope, Sam, that, that more nations do come out and, and, and speak up about this issue and, yeah, hopefully a, a greater stance in the FIFA world can be taken as well. And excited. Not not that far away. Less than a month. Can you believe it? I, I feel like we still need to do... Before you... Are you disappeared? between the World Cup? I think I will be. I uh, leave on the no. 9th of November. Okay. I will I will touch a little bit on, on, on the trip and, and okay. what knowledge and potential uh, sport updates I'll be able to bring back from the US because I'm seeing quite large college and also professional league sport over there as well. So we'll touch on that a little bit later, Sam. Now, forgive me for my pronunciation. T- please tell me if this is right. Will Pekoski? Yes, I think That's so. Right. Pekoski. Okay. Yep. His future is in doubt again after uh, the rising star has opted to take indefinitely from uh, the game. Cricket Victoria have confirmed on Thursday that Puk... P- oh, now I'm tripping over it. Pukowski? Pukowski. have decided to take time away from the game, uh, marking the 24-year-old's uh, third period of personal leave. He's only just returned... Uh, from the start of this season after suffering from uh, an 11th concussion of his short c- uh, career, which is insane. That's staggering. Uh, Cricket Victoria sent in a statement that it would uh, support him and us for privacy. Player welfare is always our top priority and we'll continue with work with Will ensure the game... Uh, sorry, he gets the support and the space he needs to welcome him back uh, when he's ready. 24 years old, 11 concussions, as you mentioned there, Sam. It's It hasn't been a, a great run at all for him, but we just know he's such a great, genuine young man. We, we see him on the broadcasts, um, you know, when the cricket is on, and, and he, he just gives some really great and honest insights into what he's going through and, and also the state of the game and, and just how desperately he does want to get back. So I think the whole cricketing world is honestly very respectful of him and, and his wishes and, you know, the time that he needs to take away from the game because obviously it's having a really significant toll on his on his personal life but also on his cricket. So we know the talent that he possesses. He's a really skilled opener and we just hope, everyone hopes, I think, in the cricketing world that he can get back at some point. But we honestly, like Cricket Victoria and Cricket Australia, they will respect him and take as long as he needs. Yep, definitely. Uh, long-time Canterbury captain Josh Jackson has announced his interme- uh, intermediate retirement from the NRL. Uh, Jackson, who turns 32 in January, played his entire 241-game NRL career with the Bulldogs and had a season to run on his three-year contract rather than an usher into a new era under incoming coach Cameron uh 
Caraldo. Uh, Jackson will step away from the game to spend more time with his family. According to a press release, the club has yet to appoint a new captain. Josh has long been at the heart of the Bulldogs. Bulldogs chairman John Curry said. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Another g- great retiring. Um, mm. It's it's funny that it's this late though after the season has has kind of finished up. Yeah. I don't know how often we see we we normally see retirees you know pretty right up when the season's closing. Well, but Smith uh, didn't retire until like April. 2021. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. maybe maybe they start doing their pre-season yeah. training. They're like, oh, I think I'm a bit past it now. <laughs> Too many palmers during the off-season. He's retiring because the doggies the last two seasons have gone a massive um, recruitment spree. Mm. I'm living up in town, so you know. I was going to say, you're out in the NRL. Any other hot scoops for us, mate, from the NRL world? Yeah. Your Cowboys doing good stuff. Cowboys, look. How's the reaction? <laughs> I think it says it all. Mate, I was so happy when they lost the prelim because everyone <laughs> in Townsville was just miserable and it made me happy. <laughs> I never went for Parramatta. I didn't even, don't care about Parramatta, but no. I went for them that night. <laughs> I was hoping they went. You know this goes into Townsville as well. I'm not speaking ill of their Lord and Saviour, JT, so it's okay. Uh, very good, yeah. We saw at the airport. We, we saw him at the airport. Yes. Jeez, he's very fit up a body, doesn't oh, he? Yeah, full jeez. Solid lad. Solid lad. Yes. <laughs> Um, and also this weekend, the Victoria Derby Day. Uh, of course, Derby. Derby Day. A derby. Is it Derby or Derby? I'm a free fan, so it's Derby. Oh, well, we're <laughs> in Victoria, derby, so it's Derby, derby. man. Uh, three Group 1 races, uh, including the, the the Derby. That's at 4.20pm. Uh, James McDonald c- coming uh, off his big win on Animo last week with sh- uh, Sharp and Smart. And uh, Berkeley Squared got a good win uh, last week. Uh, Craig Williams is on him, so look out for that uh, tomorrow when we come back I will delve right into the the T20 World Cup Australia yes. and England tonight from the MCG now yeah, I thought baby. since we're having some old relics in the studio we might play some nostalgic songs this morning this is the Scissor Sisters Woo. of course uh, I don't feel like dancing right here on the sports desk on your Friday morning on scene Sisters, sisters, I don't feel like dancing uh, on your Friday morning. Sorry, Sam. Uh, Michael always loves to sing the karaoke. Thank God we don't have the mics on during the break. Yeah, very true. He was up there dancing, singing. It was beautiful. It was beautiful <laughs> it was, to see. Um, yes. All right. On the table. Well, before we get into it, and I actually haven't played this stinger in a while, uh, so oh, I reckon so you'll it. enjoy this, Michael. Here we go. Take us away. I love that, Sammy. All right, T20 World Cup is currently happening. And in Melbourne, the weather has been god-awful. And so a lot of the games have been affected by that. But we're not going to start at the MCG. We're actually going to start at a very, very late game in the West. It was Sri Lanka and Australia. And as we know, because... Australia were absolutely thumped in their first game against New Zealand. 200 runs, I think, oh, New Zealand so scored, bad. and I think it was a close to a 100-run win. Uh, so the net run rate, run rate for Australia is very, very low at the moment, so they have to make up quite a lot of ground. Pretty much every single game is an eliminator for Australia, so they had to beat Sri Lanka. It wasn't a convincing performance, but they got the job done. Well, Australia win by seven man. wickets. Apart from one man. Apart from one, one man, man was with convincing. quite he was a very, rig. He's an 
absolute unit. Of course, you were talking about Marcus Well, I mean, Aaron Finch was... Um, Aaron Finch, up, he was there. You know, he was he was at the non-strikers end for most <laughs> of the night, uh, 31 of 42. <laughs> but what about Marcus Stoinis? I think it's the second qu- quickest yes. T20 half-century, 59 of 18 deliveries, if you don't mind, he and saw, a lot of huge sixes. He saw Coley the other night, and I was like, I can do that as well, and then didn't <laughs> do it as good. But he did it. He but, did he, well. but he still did it. Yes. And, and we were talking off-air about how players now in big moments are celebrating big hits and Virat was doing it obviously in front of a crowd of 90,000 you can afford to but Marcus Stoinis you it's know a bit, it's, it's weird isn't it it's yeah like it was like when um, footy players are celebrating during the COVID uh, 2020 season it didn't feel the same um so <laughs> you really see Stoinis celebrate a six in front of like five fans in WA <laughs> why didn't they not show up to the game yeah that's I, very I late start though and but. I think some Victorians forget that WA is three hours behind and you know people in Victoria live in their own world but <laughs> what's he trying to say here? <laughs> <laughs> There's other states outside of Victoria, lads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are there? Are there? Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the crowd there was terrible. Compare that yeah, to the MCG, was... and that, that was just something else. And, and to be honest uh, as well, Liam, like, you think Sri Lanka, like, they're pretty passionate about their cricket. Even you would have imagined that maybe a bigger contingency of them would have been there as yeah, well. But um, there was still a good number. Well, they cut to the big Sri Lankan crowd. But apart yeah. from that, I mean, you know, that could have just been the only Sri Lankan fans there. And it's a great it's a great ground when it's rocking. We obviously saw you know the the finals yes. there with with Fremantle, and we'll get to that later. Don't you worry. Um, but yeah, obviously Australia get the chocolates in this game, winning by seven wickets. They ended up making uh, three for one hundred and fifty eight, sixteen point three overs. It took them, but the big upset, Sam was at the MCG and a little country just above England called Ireland. Yeah, weren't they spectacular? That was beautiful. <laughs> it was a beautiful win by my my second boys. But Your second, second, of course. Yes. Well, he's an O'Grady. Yes. When is the last time Ireland have bet England in any c- competition for cricket? Jeez, I think we'd be... Oh, I'm glad you said cricket. <laughs> we were, I think we scraping, we're scraping the barrel here. Oh, I, no, think it's, a, it I think is, it was the first time. It is, yeah. it is a good question. It is a good question. I'm not 100% sure, but it seems significant, Sam. Are they embarrassed? <laughs> I think they are. I spoke to one of my English friends the other oh, day, no. and he just didn't want to go into the didn't public. Have a, didn't, didn't want to have a cup of tea? Like, he did He was like, no, done with that. But they really set the tone, Ireland. Like, they... They, they batted brilliantly. They were bowled out, so towards the end there, they, they did lose a couple of quick wickets. Uh, Liam Livingston was good for England, a bit of slower bowling, 3 for 17. The, the game was largely rain-interrupted, but Ireland posted a really good total, uh, 157, and their captain, uh, Andrew Balburney, was fantastic with 62 off 47, and uh, Lorcan Tucker made a really good 32 as well. He was a really good sort of cameo there, but it was England's early batting that really got them into a spot of bother. They they lost their captain, Joss Butler, very early. I think they were 2 for 12, and they were really scrounging quite hard after that. But Dawid Milan did well, 35 off 37. Moen Ali was important towards the end. But then the rain hit, and they were down by five runs on Duckworth Lewis Method, which meant the game was abandoned, Still. which meant that Ireland won. Still have no idea what Duckworth Lewis means and how it works, but it meant Ireland bet England, and that is all that matters to me. I'm That's happy right. about that. So, New Zealand and Afghanistan was a back-to-back game after the Ireland-England game. That was rained out, so match abandoned with that. Uh, South Africa bet Bangladesh by 104 runs. Big win there. They posted a score of 205. And they upset the upset of the round. 
Uh, we're, not, we're not quite there yet, but uh, <laughs> oh, India, India and Netherlands, uh, a nice 56-run win. I, India I continue their fighting form. Virat Kohli was very good in that game as well. He continues his good streak yes, now the of form. Upset. But the actual, the upset, actual upset, Liam, did you want to announce it? Go on. Uh. Zimbabwe <laughs> defeated Pakistan by one run. Zimbabwe, yes, massive, Jeez. massive. They could be a smoky Sam for the World Cup. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's do that. Yes, no, big, big win by yeah. them. And, it was massive, uh, yeah. And honestly, like considering Pakistan got very close to beating their nemesis India, um, that's a big step back for them. But yeah, well, I was telling you um, um, before we came into the studio that I was talking to a guy yesterday about the Pakistan-Indian game, mm. and I was like, I was really hoping that it could be a Pakistan-India final because Australia's not going to make it. Um, <laughs> He's you know, called it. And then I get, get to my get to where I was staying, and I look at my phone, and well, it's not going to be a Pakistan-Indian final. <laughs> well, it's looking unlikely no, now. Two no. wins, and you're practically out of it. So speaking about two losses, and you're practically out of it, uh, India... India, as we know, they've they've won, so they're pretty much they're, 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 they're just they're, they're, they are a favourite yeah. now. They, you don't feel like they're going to lose. Uh, Afghanistan versus Ireland today at three pm. That game is on, but the big one is tonight, Sam. And we're talking about if a team slips up again, they are pretty much out. It is Australia against England, seven pm tonight at the MCG. Sam, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, uh, uh, considering that they lost to Ireland, I probably want to uh, answer that uh, pretty well. Now, who are we missing with COVID? Is there a few? Uh, Matthew Wade, and I don't know if um, Zampa's back yet. I don't think it would be. Okay, so well, we might be slightly under the pump, should I say, well, for this. Well, it is starting in the rain now, so thankfully we might be, you know, get the draw and... <laughs> you know, we don't okay. win by default. No, no one loves a default win. Oh no, we love a default yeah, yes. win. I hope we're not. I hope that's not our whole strategy for the the whole <laughs> cup competition. Uh, do a Bradbury. We're getting by the good old Bradbury style. I'm sure it's been England's strategy before, where they've played in England. Like, let's be real, the weather's <laughs> yeah. not so grand over there. No, but, no, but no, it is no. a massive game. It is an absolutely massive game. And then over the weekend, New Zealand play Sri Lanka. So that's a bit of a do or die game for Sri Lanka if they want to keep their very very slim hopes alive. And New Zealand, obviously, they just want to back up a really strong and dominant performance in that first yeah, one as well. What, second, you think now to India? If we've gone, who might make the final? Yeah, I think I think New Zealand, India, they're mm. looking like the favourites at the moment, I think, for that final. I can't remember them in the same group. I don't think they're in, No, they're not, because Australia's in the same group as New Zealand. So really be, really yeah, good for the crowd. I, I hope India or, or Pakistan um, extend oh, their kind just, of reach. Yeah. Uh, so. and, and there's all... It, uh, even being talk of maybe hosting a test series um, oh, at the MCG. Yeah, keep it on neutral territory, and you know you, you know you can fill that ground out even on a pretty ugly night. I, I tell you what, I went to a impressive. concert on on uh, what was it Wednesday or Thursday night? Tame Impala. Yes, Sunday night. Sunday and night. And when we come out, the last ball where Virat hit the six or whatever it was that finished the game, and we could hear the crowd from outside the ground. It wow. was loud. So loud. So, um, look, if I'm honest, maybe it's sacrilegious that I'm hosting the sports desk, but I've never been to a cricket game, uh, and I feel like going to an atmosphere oh. from one of it would be amazing. Yeah. I'd probably not see anything with my eyesight, but we're there for the oh. atmosphere. I mean, we're, we're not, not going to talk about ridiculous ticket prices here on the show, but oh, let me just tell yeah. you, they were really ordinary. A lot of the tickets were bought up early, and then they yeah, were resold, that's a shame. and the, the Prices are ridiculous, so you don't like to see that. 
All right. Speaking of Tame Impala, I thought I would play a track today just because the concert was so amazing. Looked amazing. Um, and when we come back, we'll get into the basketball basketball game, NBA and NBL, and then, of course, the Champions League, Premier League, A-League and more. That's all right here on the Sports Desk. Woo! A uh, bit of Tame Impala, borderline, right here on Sin, Friday morning. Tame Parlor, borderline on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Woo! And it's time to talk the world of basketball. And we'll start off with back home, the NBL week five of 18. Uh, and of course, last night, the Bullets defeated the Hawks 86 to 61. Um, tonight, the 36ers will take on the Breakers. The Wildcats will play the Phoenix at 9.30. Uh, the Hawks and Melbourne United will play uh, tomorrow at 5.30pm. The Kings and the Taipans at 8pm. The Breakers and the Jack Jumpers Sunday 2pm. South East Melbourne Phoenix and the 36ers Sunday 4pm. And Melbourne United and the Wildcats on Halloween to make it some spooky results on that. Any quick thoughts on the NBL before we... Um, Well, I actually haven't caught up much with the ladder. All I know is that 36ers did beat the Phoenix Suns, so I'm assuming they're, like, first on the table. They would have to be. Yeah, well... They've been an NBA team quite easily. What a... What yeah, that, that was a really good story that when that, when that happened. I know, I know, and I, I know, can start the year very well in the NBL as well. Um, yeah, Sydney Kings, uh, Sydney Kings on top. Did you say on top? Um, and they they won. Did they win the premiership last yeah, year? Yeah, but the Jack yeah. Jumpers. Yeah, the Jack Jumpers. What a what a great name! Oh, I love them. Oh, and what I a story them. they had as well last year. I really hope again Jack Jumps and get up. Yeah. Really good and a good fairy tale for Gillen. I feel, <laughs> I feel like no. Honestly, this is a repetitive topic, and I think until it happens, we're, we're going to keep bringing it up. How Tasmania's been such a success, and if they're not quick, the AFL, A League will jump in. I, I'm surprised the A League haven't had tried and put a license down there. They probably should have, oh, rather than I've Western had a whole United. Thing about that, how Western United MacArthur shouldn't. Even though I go from Western United, but. Uh, Western United, MacArthur shouldn't be a team, should have been Canberra and Tassie. But that's yep. a whole different... We yep. can talk about that one for like yeah. 20 minutes. That's the whole thing there. NBA side of things. Yes. Uh, today, the Nets and the Mavericks will kick a, uh, kick off in a, just about an hour's time. Um, uh, and the Thunder and the Clippers, 11am. Kings and the Grizzlies, 1pm. Uh, and the Warriors and the Heat uh, today. So a few mouth-watering clashes in those. the NBA. And a quick wrap-up of what you've seen from the NBA. Oh, look, my bucks. 3-0. and if you don't mind, the only undefeated team in the NBA, <coughs> they had a very close win that, that very first round. I think it was against the... Oh, who was it against? Oh, they, they had a very convincing win against the Rockets, so they are doing quite well. And then, as you mentioned off-air, Liam, the, the Nets aren't doing too much this no. season, despite the talent that they have on their well, list with, with Ben Simmons well, finally playing. Kevin Durant, who won, wanted to leave in the off-season. Kyrie Irving, just, Kyrie yeah, Irving. he thinks he's the greatest player of all time. And then, <laughs> you know, less said about Ben Simmons, the better, really, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, 
<laughs> not doing much on defence. So, well, he's um, most of the time getting injected, being injected twice. Yeah, I know, so. Josh, gosh. Oh, um, but, but what about the Lakers, just quickly? Let's talk about them. Not doing much well, 0-3, Owen, Owen and yeah. um, they've got all the talent on the park, but they're just not delivering, and those connection issues just still seem um, to be the I, same. It's... So my opinion about Anthony Davis and, you know, my brother's a big NBA fan, so I hope he doesn't listen to me, because if I'm wrong, he might <laughs> oh, he not will be happy. Be. <laughs> um, Anthony Davis won his ring, and he's just dipped, zoned out. Yep. Doesn't care anymore. Yep. He got the one, he's one and done. Uh, and then you got West Brick and uh, LeBron James. West Brick? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Westbrook didn't even play um, yesterday, so yeah. I don't know who Lakers fans are blaming now for the loss yesterday, because they usually just blame uh, Westbrook, but... They just can't close out games, and no. that's that's not going to be big for And LeBron James is year. looking cooked. He's looking, you know, every, every bit like the 39-year-old that he is, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. And we're starting to see this uh, echo across a few lot of sports, like Franklin and Ronaldo, <laughs> where, where yes. you can really see their... I don't know, there's kind of no in-between. You like you see them, the legendary, okay, and now they're old. Like, yes, there's no, like... Yeah. Yeah. It, it pretty much shows up straight away. It mm. rears its ugly head, unfortunately. Well, then but, also, uh, like, yeah, Tom Brady in the NFL as well, mm. same thing. But also, just quickly... On, on an Australian point of view, um, Dyson Daniels and Jock Landale have been lighting up their respective sides in the NBA, of course. Dyson Daniels being a very high draft pick this year in the NBA draft, and he you know, played 20, 22 minutes of playing time and just looked right at home, and especially guarding Luka Jontic as well. I mean, that's an incredible effort. He stole it out of his hands a few times and rebounded quite successfully. So, you know, a couple of those players are going to be really massive. 11 points three rebounds, two assists, three steals and one block um, for, I think, the Pelicans. So, yeah, good to see the Aussies um, doing some influential stuff in the NBA. And uh, and, and even, you know, pick one, um, ben, ben Shiro uh, has been awesome as well. So those young players coming into the NBA, they may be 18, they may be 19, Sam, but they look all the best part oh, of, you know, seasoned NBA players. We're, we're about to hit a golden age. I think just sporting in but NBA is just up and coming. So... Uh, it'll be very hard to see a dynasty in the next few years in the NBA for all the young players coming through. I agree. I agree. Um, a lot yeah. of teams rising. Mm. Okay. Um, before we move on, get to our next track uh, and talk more about the round ball game itself. A few Europa League results this morning. Man United defeated Sheriff 3-0 and uh, Arsenal went 2-0 down to PSV, uh, which is interesting because I, I realise we always forget the Europa League results on Friday because we're too wrapped up in the, the Champions League. But... Yeah. Uh, Look, if they're going to have a competition for the runners-up, we might as well mention it. Um, (laughs) All right, well, we'll play this song, Caught by the Fuzz, Supergrass, and then when we come back, it's more of the Ramble game right here on your Friday morning on the Sports Desk. Supergrass, Caught by the Fuzz on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And uh, now it's time to talk about the Ramble game, and we will get to uh, the Champions League first up. And there's been a few crazy results. The group stage is pretty much uh, teams have locked away their positions. Uh, group A, uh, we'll see Napoli and Liverpool go through. Uh, group B, we'll see Club Brugge and Porto go through. Um, and an interesting thing about that game, the Atletico-Leverkusen game was insane. I don't know if you've seen clips of it. After the ref blew the final whistle, there was a VAR to, I think oh, it was, a oh, handball. No. So after the final whistle <laughs> had been... <laughs> 
God. Um, Atletico were going down for a penalty, and you should see it gets rebounded. It's like a FIFA thing. It, it rebounds three or four times, and thankfully for uh, the Leverkusen fans, um, it didn't go through, which means they miss out, Atletico. So drama for them. Uh, Group C, see Bayern and Inter Milan go through. No Barcelona, they miss out. Uh, Group D, see Tottenham and Sporting go through. Group E is Chelsea and Milan. Group F, Real Madrid and RB Leipzig. Uh, Group G, Man City and Dortmund. Dortmund just needed a draw, so it was a nil-nil draw wow. this week. They, that's all they needed to, to save save a spot, so that's what they did. The bus for the whole 90 minutes. <laughs> yep, Group H, PSG and Benfica, which means Juventus miss out. So a few interesting ones yeah. in that. Um, and so... Well, uh, there is one more uh, game of uh, Group Stage 6 of 6 wins uh, on the first week of November, but I dare say most of those spots are locked away. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, back, uh, well, before we get back home, we will get to the Premier League. If I can I find the thing. effect for this yeah. one as well. <laughs> Oh, it's we just satisfying. It. We, it, we need, we need, uh, <laughs> imagine if there was a theme like that for some of the leagues here. It'd be incredible. It's got a really good, uh, theme. It's underrated. Uh, <laughs> Premier League results and for the week so far, um, uh, my computer's just playing up today. Um, Standings. We'll, we'll just go through the the table at the moment. Arsenal yep. still sitting on top How on uh, twenty eight points. Man City wrong. in second in two points yeah, behind in twenty six. Okay. Tottenham third. Newcastle fourth. Chelsea fifth. Man United <laughs> sixth. Fulham Fulham in seventh. Fulham. Uh, Liverpool. One of my English teachers was a Fulham fan, and he loves them. <laughs> <laughs> loves them. Brighton in ninth, and West Ham in tenth. And sitting in the relegation spots, uh, Nottingham Forest right at the bottom. The Wolves 19th and Leeds United 18th. Leicester just moving up after having a horror start. Uh, what a fall. I know it's been, what, seven years since they've won the league. But yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah. still. Yeah, you don't expect them 17th. Wow. This round, of course, an early game on Saturday night, 10.30pm. It's Leicester City and Man City. Battle of the uh, Cities, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I generally think Leicester, this will be their time to pull something out of their ass. So I, I'd, I'd, well, as a Man City fan, I actually hope they don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, uh, I hope yeah. my boy Harlan kicks, gets a hat trick. So yes. that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'd, I'd, but they've pulled out a few upsets against City in the, the seasons of last. I remember, oh, um, um, what's his name now? Got a hat trick. He does the flapping wind <laughs> c- celebration. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> Oh, for Leicester. Come on, mate. Oh, no. Oh, no this is no, embarrassing. I, I, think, I think I know who you're talking about, but then I just cannot know the name. Yeah, it's not oh, coming to... Boys, he's yeah. d- disappeared in the ether while they've been horrible at the moment. Uh, the other games this week, Newcastle and Aston Villa, 1am uh, Sunday morning. Bournemouth and Tottenham, same time. Crystal Palace, Southampton, same time. Brighton and Chelsea, same time. Brentford and Wolverhampton, same time. Then Fulham will play Everton at 330 and then 5.45, Liverpool and Leeds United. And back home in the A-League um, tonight, Western Sydney Wanderers will play the Newcastle Jets. 
Um, clash. Tomorrow, Brisbane Raw will play Melbourne Victory at 3pm. Central Coast will play Western United at 5.15pm. MacArthur will play Sydney FC 7.45 on Saturday. Adelaide United will play Perth Glory Sunday 3pm. And Melbourne City will play Wellington Phoenix Sunday 5pm. Now, guess who that was spotted, uh, who's down here for the racing, mm-hmm. uh, but he was at MacArthur in uh, Campbelltown just yesterday and oh got his photo. God, I saw Sir it. Alex yes. Ferguson. Oh, That's the it. Fergie, the great, great man. Uh, oh, don't you love him? Second best. No, I don't. The <laughs> oh, well, you don't. <laughs> but but I heard from from one of his one of his ex players that he's just inc- he's got this incredible ability to memorise facts about people. Like he could remember one of his players' grandfather's favourite drinks. Like he's one of those personable coaches oh, that makes family well, members that's, of the that's club what you want. That's what you want. Yep. Yeah, it's a, so, a good coach or manager, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's look, it leaves a bad taste for me, but he's a well respected man. Now, talking about coaches, Sam, do we have time to quickly? Well, oh. I'll go through the AFLW okay. first, okay. and Very then good. we'll give you <laughs> maybe. On the tip of our tongue. We've got a no, couple of minutes, box. so yeah, um, maybe I'll put a clock for this. Maybe I'll put a three minute timer on. Okay, for you. okay, okay. All right. Well, before we go um, with the A League, it's, uh, it's only round four, but it's a must win game for both Melbourne Victory and Western United. Uh, Mount Victory haven't won a game yet, and Western United's only had a draw and two losses. Yeah, they've they've not had a good start, no, and a great derby win for City last week. And if you've not seen it, I recommend checking out the A League All Access you can find on YouTube. Uh, it's fly on the wall documentary stuff with a different player each round. Oh, the good old so that, um, that Patrick Snorbo, the Brisbane Wall player that actually yes. tore into someone. That yeah. was brilliant. <laughs> that was so, brilliant. Check that out because it's worth looking. And of course, get down to the A League this weekend. Okay, AFLW, um, before we will let Liam go in his crazy spiel. Uh, I spilled them, not by my own choosing, by the way. <laughs> week 10, the final round of AFLW this weekend, and it kicks off tonight. Carlton will play the Western Bulldogs at Icon Park. Uh, Brisbane will play Collingwood tonight as well. Melbourne will play West Coast. Uh, St Kilda will play Adelaide Crows Geelong will play Sydney Fremantle will play Hawthorne Port Adelaide will play Essendon North Melbourne will play Richmond and GWS will play Gold Coast and quick look at the top eight uh, to see if anyone can squeeze in Brisbane rounding out the top Melbourne tough. in second Adelaide in third Richmond in fourth Collingwood in fifth North Melbourne sixth Geelong seventh and the Bulldogs just sneaking in in eighth, they're on about so 109%. So, so what's, what's, the, uh, what's the percentage for a Gold Coast win? Uh, Gold Coast needs to win well, by like 100 odd points. They, yeah. need, they need four points, so they need the dogs to lose. Uh, percentage. Yeah, yeah, so it's percentage, percentage and big. points. So yeah. Gold Coast and Essendon looking like they'll just miss out. Oh, no, Essendon Carlton might not well. win a final. What a surprise. Also, with so you got uh, Brisbane playing Collingwood. Um, Collingwood lose that. Their top four hopes are pretty much shot. And North Melbourne and Richmond is pretty much a top four battle. Um, North true. Melbourne's big win over Collingwood last week, which was massive for them heading into the final series. Yes. Um, All right, your two minutes is on the clock. Two minutes. Okay, what's the two minutes about? Let's Take go. us through Ross Lyon. Um, coming back. Coming back. It is the return of the king. <laughs> Forget about Lord of the Rings here, guys. Forget about, um, I can't remember his name now. Uh, no, that's Tolkien. That's um, Game of Thrones. Whoops. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you about that game, the return of the king, Ross the boss, is back. Like, you know, he's uh, zero. Um, he did lose 20, 2009, 2010, and that's the only two grand finals he's ever lost <laughs> as coach, as I remember. 
<laughs> yeah, you've got a great memory. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but no, he, um, you know, he might not. He's a great coach, but it's not. He needs a good list. Look at the St Kilda list that lost. Um, your your lovely father. Yes, he's probably agreed, one of the great, probably the greatest St Kilda team to ever play, mm. and they couldn't even win a flag. Um, probably arguably one of the best Freo teams as well. Mm. And um, well, they couldn't. But then you go up against that Hawthorne side. Well, what can you do? <laughs> good luck. Um, but the St Kilda list is. Um, Fifty Shades of um, Dog Poo, really. At the moment, <laughs> it is absolutely. Like the, um, you know, compare the, compare these two players. You compare Bradley Hill, what he's done at St Kilda, to what Isaac Smith done at Geelong. Mm. Both three time premiers, well, one of the four time now. Mm. One's gone to a club to get that extra couple of thousand. One's mm. gone to one of North Smith. So mm. look at the players you bring in. Um, another one as well. Good teams don't bring in a bunch of players. Very good true. teams bring in the players they chase. Yes, St Kilda's brought in a whole bunch of players. Who are the same? Like, what's the difference between Zach Jones and Brad Crouch? It's mm, a good point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, getting Ross the boss would be good. Max Kim would go from kicking 50 goals to 25. But, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> a game style. Oh, yeah. Do you still, do you still think he's going to put the clamps down? Because he did mention in his oh, press you know. conference that he wants to run a lot more with that team. Oh, no, there's going to be, you know, he's going to be a hard ass and they're going to they're gonna get down and work. You know, yep. that's what Ross does. Um, they're not a young list. Um, the best thing about Ross Lyon, and this is why I thought he probably should have coached the Carlton or the Essens a few years back, mm. he's good at getting a list that's on the cusp. Yes. And giving him that push to become a better team. Oh, there it is. <laughs> look at St. Kilda and look at Freo when he took over. They were both they were both flirting with being a premiership contender. St. Kilda came off two prelim losses mm. on the Grand Thomas. Freo uh, made that final under Mark Harvey. Don't know how. So, quick prediction here, Len, because we are out of time. Uh, where where will Ross Lyons' team finish next year? Uh, well, considering the bottom four will be... North Melbourne, West Coast, Hawthorne, and um, probably GWS or Essendon. Um, <laughs> above them. <laughs> above them. Yes. Okay, yes. easy. Hey, quick quick thing, guys. Um, I have a new pen pal, and his name is none other than Ross Lyon. I, of course, on LinkedIn, you can send a little bit of a, uh, a work anniversary <laughs> really? or work congratulations. Of course have got you got him job. on LinkedIn? I've got him on LinkedIn. Well, why? <laughs> uh, I said, congrats on the new head coaching job, and he goes, thank you. Lots of hard work ahead, but keen to get stuck in. And then I said to him, I said, oh, gee, you should bring um, you should bring Ross the boss back. You know the the segment that was on yeah. Footy Classified. And he goes, Lloydie was great for me. Loved doing the show. So I've asked about whether he's going to bring Lloydie into the the oh, RSA the Park for mm. a little bit of kicking I'm, I'm practice for Zach, Maxi King. I'm wondering Zach Dawson's going to yeah find his way. I'll, ask, I'll ask Ross next. We've got a direct line to him. There you go. <laughs> uh, wow, there we go. We'll have to get him the preseason interview at the sports desk. We well, might. We might. Uh, and just quickly, gentlemen, uh, I will be leaving to the US very, very soon, so this will be my last show for a little while. This will be my last show um, as well. But I just wanted to quickly say um, <laughs> I will be going to LA Lakers versus the Detroit Pistons. I'll be going to the UCLA versus the USC We game. need live coverage. We, we want to get you on the phone, oh, on the ground. This, this, out the time compete, zone. this does not compete with my um, Tipperary versus Offlay in the game yep. football, mate. UCLA, USC Trojans, one of the biggest college football games of the year. Both teams in ripping form. It's a massive rivalry that dates back generations, so that's huge. Kansas City Chiefs, LA Chargers, two ripping quarterbacks are going to be playing in that game at SoFi Stadium. And then I'll be going to a couple of other small college games as well. So very excited for the US. All right, thank you, Liam O'Grady, thank for coming you, in. Thank you, Liam O'Grady, it's Nice to have a relic from the past, but make sure you catch up. Uh, seeing our podcasts, social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. That's this for us. Catch us next week. Uh, ben Sam and Heather. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.